welcome to Live Truth Podcast. My name is Katrika. I am your host. I hope y'all are having a blessed day today, or if you're just now getting your day started, that you will have a blessed day in Jesus' name. Um, Also, for those who have not joined before, Live Truth exists to encourage women to know Jesus, to love Jesus, and to live truth. And so this is episode number three, praise the Lord, of Live Truth, which kicks off our new series on truth. As I originally um, was preparing to do one episode on truth, Holy Spirit showed me that this was supposed to be a three-part series because there's so much information within them. Um, And so this first part, in this first part, we'll discuss what is truth. And so, and then second will be why we can believe the Bible. And then the third will be how to live truth. And so, although any topic we discuss from God's word is inexhaustible, I do want to make sure I'm serving you well by giving you as much as I can in each episode, going as in-depth as God's grace will allow me to in a reasonable amount of time. And so, we'll also be framing this discussion by using the moment of truth by Dr. Steve Lawson. And just a heads up throughout this episode, you're going to hear me quote a lot from this book since it is what our discussion is going to be um, framed by. And if you don't know Dr. Steve Lawson, I would highly recommend you following him. Um, his, the name of his ministry is One Passion Ministry. He is a dynamic um, teacher, preacher of God's word. The name of his ministry describes him very well. He's a very passionate preacher and teacher of God's word and does a great job with exposition. So, yep, I highly recommend um, you following him. He does have a podcast, a YouTube channel, and you can look on his website. He has some awesome information on his website as well. So, y'all, the backdrop on how I got this book, God is so amazing. I bought it from a G3 conference um, either in 2019 or 2020, not even knowing at the time the name of this podcast would be Live Truth and pretty much just based on truth. And so after I, after I read it, I realized that it would fit so well, you know, in this series because I read it recently. And so if you're interested in this book, I'll put the information in the description box, but it is a very, very good book y'all very encouraging so let's slide on into the episode or or the teaching I should say Um, and so this is this is one of the most important topics we will um, discuss because since the beginning of time there has been an assault on God's truth Um, it has been under attack and still is to this day and so this first took place in Genesis 2 16 through 17 when God specifically instructed Adam and Eve that they could eat from any tree in the garden except from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because if they did eat from it they would surely die and so satan who is the father of lies that's wreaking all this havoc now and him he mad because his time about up he decides to have eve question the validity of god's word by asking in genesis 3 1 and in verse 4 he said did god say you will surely die And then again, in verse four, he says, you shall not surely die. And so, and lo and behold, she and Adam both fell for it, which brought sin and condemnation upon this whole world. And so this is what happens when we do not um, heed and obey God's commands or his word, because look, look at the world now, you know, we are turning, especially in America, we're turning so far away from um, the principles that America was founded upon. And this is 
the repercussions of it. You know, more sin, more evilness. We're already evil as is, but when we're not following God's command, evil becomes all the more prevalent and just infiltrates the world all the more. And so, like I said, it just still continues to happen today. The deceitfulness of Satan and questioning God's word. Um, culture is rejecting truth and even having believers question the truthfulness and authority of scripture, you know, which is leading to what's called a progressive quote unquote Christianity. And y'all, this, this movement, I should say, falls up under a big, large umbrella. So I'm just going to name a couple of lies that progressive Christians are believing. I'm using the term Christian very loosely um, because they've they fallen into the false gospel. However, a lot of them, like I say, it's because it's up under such a large umbrella, they believe, some of them believe different things. Some of them believe all of what I'm going to name, but I would just advise you to go and look it up and research what progressive Christianity quote unquote is so you'll know because the teaching is deceptive and it is um they do add some truth into it um but we we both know just because you add truth with a lie doesn't make it a truth you know and so that's where the deception comes in when you look at all these different religions and how they have mixed truth with a lie they've taken the truth of god's word and they mix it with a lie you have that with jehovah's witness you have that with the with muslims with the quran you know and so that's just how amazing God's word is that you, they, they can't not use it, you know? And so going back to progressive Christians, some of the things that they um, believe are they're inclusive with all other religions. Um, they affirm same-sex relationships and marriage and critical race theory. And critical race theory, it views the world through a lens of oppressed versus oppressor instead of a biblical worldview, which says that we're all sinners in need of a savior. And so they also, progressive Christians also believe that there is no hell, that everyone will reign with Christ um, eventually. And like I said, it's just so much that we could that can be said about this deceptive movement. I want you to go and just read about it, um, read some articles about it. I think Aly Alyssa Childers, I think I'm saying her name right, has a um, Instagram and YouTube channel, and she does a lot of um, apologetics. And I think she has a podcast too, if I'm not mistaken. But she, she, I know I've seen her on YouTube, and I think it's it's from her podcast. But she has a lot of apologetic information that she can share. So I would advise to go follow her, or recommend going to follow her as well. And then we also have people say, um, "Well, that's your truth, and I got my truth." And so, no, there is only one truth. And so this is why it's important that we as believers, we know what we believe, what we believe about God. And even though, you know, we're never master knowing God, like I said before, which is so beautiful, you know, we can know know enough about him to know when someone is misrepresenting him. Um, and it should be a priority that we know what we believe and have a biblical worldview in order not to be duped into the lies of this culture and to even know, um, very importantly, what we should be teaching our children because those of us that have our children in the public school system right now where, where we are in South Carolina, we are very fortunate because a lot of this stuff that's in other states, it has not, it has not um, seeped here but just like in Washington, um, I think it was this month, their governor just signed a bill mandating 
critical race theory training in public schools. And then in some states with sex education or, you know, just in their teachings, they're encouraging masturbation, um, encouraging transgenderism, homosexuality. And so if it comes here or just if you're if you're anywhere else you need to be teaching your children what truth is and how to combat the lies that culture is going to try to come to them with even in these colleges you know um just 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 being able to know truth period and being able to teach your children because they're teaching them big bang you know and we know that there was not a big bang we know that god spoke and it was it came to be you know we know God is creator. And so just making sure that they know that, that they know um, what what truth is and how to combat the lies with truth. And so now let's take a look at two definitions of truth, one of which comes from the Lexham Bible Dictionary, which states that truth is defined by the Greek word aletheia, which means factuality, faithfulness, firmness, reality, and reliability. And all of these are um, attributes of God. And so then Steve Lawson defines truth as, quote, it is the self-revelation of God's own being, the self-disclosure of the nature, mind, and will of God. The author of all truth is God. He is the sole determiner of truth, the supreme governor of truth, the highest arbitrator of truth, as the ultimate standard of truth, God himself measures all things. All that is in agreement with what God is, says, and does is truth. In this sense, God is the final judge of all truth. Therefore, sin is whatever God says it is. Heaven and hell are exactly what God says they are. Salvation is what God says it is. Morality and the family are what, what God says they are. The scripture says, let God be true everyone though everyone were a liar romans 3 4 close quote mic drop come on now i just love that steve, steve just be laying it down y'all so i just reiterate everything that god says is truth everything that comes from god is true and so like like um his word in romans 3 4 just said let god be true though everyone a liar and so just because someone may not believe what god says and his word is true doesn't mean it's going to change for them our feelings does not conform truth our feelings are to be conformed to the truth and so god's word doesn't change it never fades like um isaiah 48 states the grass withers the flower fades but the word of the lord shall stand forever. And so that should bring us much comfort because y'all, we don't have to rely on our unstable, fickle feeling emotions to guide us, but the unchanging, perfect word of God. And so if God says he made male and female, that's it. There are only two genders. If God says abortion is murder, abortion is murder. And if God says marriage is between a male and a female, marriage is between a male and a female. God knows why he instituted these laws to obey for instance we know that we just should not be killing people murder is just wrong period that in and of itself is a reason why we should not 
of, you know, murder. But then when it comes to marriage between a woman and a woman and a man and a man, God has called us to procreate. We're supposed to be populating the earth. How are we going to populate the earth if we have a man and a man and a woman and a woman, a woman and a woman and a man and a man cannot procreate the earth? Okay, God calls it a sin. It's a sin and we have to obey God and again, trust that he knows what's best and not what our feelings tell us. Because like I said, I felt like I was born, you know, gay, which I was born in sin, but I always felt like I felt like I could never marry a man, but I would always want to be with a woman because I always I, I preferred a female over a man. But God's word says otherwise. No, when I am born again, he has made me a new creation in Christ. Yes, we are born in, born in sin and we may be born and shaped in iniquity, but that's why we must be born again so that we are made new creations in Christ. So again, we can't be duped by what our feelings are telling us because our feelings are very deceitful because I just knew that I was, I was, I was born to be with women. No, the devil is a lie. We were made in the image of God. Adam and Eve caused sin to come into this world and destroy that. And praise God, we have a reconciler who has reconciled us back to God, which is Christ Jesus. And he will make us a new creation in Christ and give us new desires and give us new defections, affections. And so I didn't mean to go all into that, but Holy Spirit must have wanted me to. So have your way, Holy Spirit. But, um, and so... Now that we've looked a, look at a little bit about what truth is, um, let's take a look at who truth is. And so as we see from the definitions given, God is truth. And Psalms 31, 5 tells us that God is the God of truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6. Paul also states in Ephesians 4, 21, truth is in Jesus. Then the third member of the Godhead is also defined as truth. Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. There are, and so y'all, there are many other scriptures that affirm each member of the Godhead to be um, true. But for the sake of time, I'll let you guys go and research that um, if you choose to. And then Steve Lawson states, and quote, each person of the Trinity is the standard of truth and they speak only the truth. Their words are true and their judgments are governed by truth. All three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Think, speak, and act truth, close quote. And so now let's take a look at seven attributes of truth that come from God. And so first we know that truth is divine because it comes from God. Truth does not come from man, this world, or the culture. It does not come from polls taken or our opinions. Second, truth is absolute, which is to say, and quote, Truth reigns as the highest authority and determining all matters. Truth is discriminating. Truth makes fine distinctions between what is right and wrong. It is never both and, but is always either or. Truth is never relative, arbitrary, or conditional. It is always conclusive and unconditional. Everything outside of it is false, while everything inside the truth is true. Close quote. Third, truth is singular, meaning, quote, Every piece of truth fits together into one body of divinity. Truth never contradicts itself. Truth is never at odds with itself. Truth never speaks out of both sides of its mouth. Truth is never counseled out by another truth claim. Which leads us to our fourth attribute of truth, which is truth is immutable. God does not change. So again, neither will truth. 
praise the Lord, and quote, society tries to define morality and culture tries to reclassify right and wrong, but truth never changes its mind. It is unalterably fixed, permanently established, and unwavering constant. Truth rises above time and transcends the, the centuries. Truth is timeless, forever anchored, and eternal. The psalmist states, forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens, Psalms 119.89. Therefore, truth is always up to date. It is always contemporary, and it always addresses the issues of the day. Truth is never outdated, never archaic. It also has a long shelf life with no expiration date. Nothing new can ever replace it and it never becomes obsolete, close quote. And so on to our fifth attribute, which truth is authoritative, which means, quote, what God has spoken in his word is supremely authoritative and can overrule the truth. Truth has the right to make assertive demands upon our lives. When the Bible speaks, God himself speaks and summons us by his truth. Truth is never a suggestion to consider, never an option to weigh. Truth places a responsibility upon us to act. Truth has the right to make assertive demands upon our lives because it speaks with the sovereignty of God. It possesses the right to rule over our lives and must be obeyed. Truth calls for our response, close quote. And so the sixth attribute is truth is powerful. Hebrews 4, 12 states, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and, discern and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Quote, that is to say the truth of the word of God cuts to the core of our being. All other words merely lie on the surface of our lives. They massage our egos or tickle our fancies. But truth bears down and penetrates into the depths of our very hearts. Truth cuts to the bone. When we are pierced by the truth, it opens us up and allows us to see ourselves as God sees us. Truth is so powerful that it alone can save us from the wrath to come. Truth can sanctify us into the image of Christ. Truth has the power to strengthen the weak. It encourages the downcast. It guides the lost. It challenges the sluggish. It confronts the discouraged. Truth is what only God can do because it is the truth of God himself. Close quote. All right. And so the last one, number seven, which is truth is determinative. Quote. Your relationship to the truth charts the course of your life in this world. It determines how you will love your spouse, how you will raise your children, how you will direct your business. The truth is a lamp unto your feet, a light unto your path. Your final destiny is determined by truth. We live in a day in which the world largely rejects the truth. As a result, we must clearly understand what truth really is. We must affirm the truth to the glory of God and the salvation of those around us, close quote. And so, y'all, I just think Steve Lawson did an amazing job just summarizing what truth was just better than I think that I could have ever done. After reading that, I just knew that his commentary was what y'all needed to hear versus mine. And so he provided some rich, practical understanding of truth, and, and I'm grateful for it. And so 
just wrapping up, I pray this lesson um, has caused you to be all the more reassured of the fact that you can trust God and what he says is true and that we don't have to look to man. We don't have to look to culture. We don't have to look to horoscopes or polls or the news or anything else to determine what truth is. We can go to God's word. And so that's what the next episode will be about. How can we believe and trust the Bible? Because there are so many misconceptions and so much out there about the Bible and how we can't trust it and how it was written by man and so on and so forth. So that's going to be exciting. So we're going to take a look at that and be reassured in the Bible as well. And so if you've been listening and you know you have not been brought into the knowledge of true or set free by Jesus Christ, um, I admonish you today to come to know Jesus. God being rich in his mercy has sent his son, um, Jesus, who was God in the form of man to walk, a, live a sinless life and walk this earth and die um, on a cross for our sins. Um, he was scorned by the ones he came to save. And then he rose three days later, conquering sin and death. And he has ascended back into heaven and he's preparing a place for those that are his. So if you would like to um, be free of your sin, um, live eternal life with Christ, be free from condemnation, um, be free from the wrath of God that is to come. I um, encourage you to repent of your sins, which means turn away from your old way of living, change your mind about the way you've been living and come to Christ. Believe that he hung, bled and died on the cross for your sins and that when he returns, you will be going back um, with him where to a place where there is no sickness, no death, no sorrow, no pain. And if you have chosen to make this decision today, please reach out to me. Um, my information is in the description box. I would love to walk alongside you and um, help you grow in your walk with Christ and provide um, any any tools or anything that you may need to help you um, in your walk. And so, y'all, I've enjoyed this lesson. I enjoyed just being able to share with y'all. I pray as always that you were blessed and please share this episode or any episodes that bless you with your friends and your family. Um, share on your social media website, subscribe to your favorite podcast app, and also rate on Apple Podcasts. We do want to flood the nations with the gospel. There's a dying and broken world out there that a lot of them don't even know that they need a Savior, have not even heard of the name of Jesus. And so let's just make sure we do all that we can by making sure that we're getting the gospel out there and again flooding the nations with the gospel thanks again for tuning in and sharing your time with me and i pray that you have been edified and god has been glorified and i love y'all so much grace and peace until next time